Welcome to episode 6 with Simone Matthews of Soul Home. Welcome to the Architectural Alchemy Podcast, a podcast about reconnecting with nature and ourselves via architecture and design to create happy, healthy homes. I'm Elise Sorge, and I'll be your host. Join me as I take a deep dive with various experts and creatives into all things design and how we can find balance for our mind, body, spirit, and our environment via our homes and the built form. I have just wrapped up my chat with Simone Matthews of Soul Home and I don't know how I managed to get time with her but I am so grateful because boy is she a busy woman. She has multiple things going on at the one time, multiple projects, plus like many of us she's got kids at home trying to do schoolwork, four boys I might add, so my hat's off to her, I don't know how she's doing it, but we had a wonderful chat and we talked about all of her projects obviously, if you have been on Pinterest at any stage, I can almost guarantee that you have seen her property, Soul of Jeringong. It is absolutely stunning. It's all over Pinterest because it's the images are just incredible. So that's kind of how I've discovered Simone. But she's also got some other things going on. She's got Soul Home where she's now teaching other people how to manage their um holiday rentals and how to create beautiful spaces for people to go on holidays, how to do the business side of things. Plus she's also adding in um, design, styling, things that aren't necessarily just about holiday properties. Um, We really went into how she became a designer. Uh, I love hearing the journey of how people came to be where they're at today and I really resonated with, with her story because it's not the classic story that you think that everyone has of I always knew I wanted to be a designer you know she kind of bounced around a bit and discovered along the way which is so similar to my story and I really needed this chat today I've been feeling a bit flat and I I don't think I'm alone I think this whole period of isolation you know we're coming into winter and I'm just kind of over it you know I just want to see people again and I want to get out in the real world and and be you know going and seeing suppliers and I'm actually going this weekend to um to see my project that I'm working on which is really exciting to be able to see that in person and I feel like life is starting to get back on track but you know we touched on the highs and the lows and the mental health aspect of you know life in general but this kind of work and the pressure that she's had to face and I think that's a really important aspect and more broadly speaking we really spoke about our desire on both ends to create homes and for Simone holiday holiday properties that provide a space where we can get that calm get that relaxation and kind of be able to reset and and have a holiday at home whether you are actually going on a holiday or whether it's creating your own home that feels like a holiday you know that has those places that you can retreat to and regather and regroup I think it's so incredibly important at all times but obviously 
specifically now it's even more important and moving forward so we talked for quite a while so I'm going to leave you here there's lots to unpack it's not just about holiday rentals it's about you know how to create a feeling of soul in your own home which is the premise behind her whole brand so I hope you enjoy and I'll see you on the other end Hi Simone, thank you so much for your time today. I know everything is crazy busy at the moment and I really, really, really appreciate you putting some time aside to be on the podcast. I've got about a thousand questions, but I'm going to keep that (laughs) down because I'm conscious of your time, but thanks for being here. Thank you and thanks for inviting me on. I'm looking forward to sharing with you and your listeners. You're welcome. So you're an interior designer, you have a builder husband, you're raising four boys. You've created an iconic holiday rental property, Soul of Jerringong. You've also created an online community for holiday property owners. And I see you now have another project underway, Pause, which you've started filming for. I feel like you're living my dream life. <laughs> and I want to know how you've done it all. So can you tell us a bit about your background and your journey and how you became a designer and where you are today I know that's a really loaded question yeah. but. <laughs> you know what um, that introduction made me realize how many hats I've actually got on at the moment yeah. so yeah um, my journey it really begun um, I always had an interest in houses so my parents built a house when I was I think going into year six and when I look back that was really where it started Mm. however fast forward to when went through high school I left school and I actually wanted to be a um, dietitian didn't do that because I set off to go travel so for the next kind of five years I bounced from career to career not realizing that houses and design was where I really was meant to end up so in to cut it down basically I ended up in real estate for a while then I um, became the national marketing manager of a skylight company in Australia, Felix, which is worldwide. And then that's when things just started to fall into place. So I was in property, then marketing, then came along Ben, married a builder, and we just started organically um, renovating our own houses. And that's when my passion for design and build really started to come into play. He bought me a one-day course of um, a day as a designer. And so instead of getting roses, I got this, go and learn yeah. how to be a designer. And I went to that course for that day and it was all about like drawing and paints and colours and I went, oh, this is not what I want to do. No, this isn't design. And I was like, I thought this was the path I wanted to go down. So it actually took me about a couple more years to go, no, no, interior design is what I want to get into and I need to know these skills and fundamentals to go through it. And then basically with having our construction company, I was already doing a lot of design work for our own projects and clients so I went and did it the opposite way around which seems to be a common trait of mine (laughs) and went and studied for five years part-time when I had kids and learned about why I why I why I was doing what I was doing and got the theory behind it yeah so that's kind of my path of into design so it's really a mix you know from real estate marketing marrying a builder and then realizing what you know, from when my parents built a house back being younger, that was my true passion. And honestly, I know people say that if you love what you do, you never work another day in your life. And that is how I feel about what I do today. So that's awesome. Yeah. That sounds really familiar. I'm actually glad to hear that 
different kind of paths towards it because I think a lot of the time we hear about people who always knew that they wanted to be doing what they're doing or, you know, I, I interviewed um, my last episode with Alex. He's an amazing um, building designer and he talked about how he knew from when he was really young that he wanted to do either art or architecture and, and I think that can put a lot of people off in yeah. some ways because I certainly didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't even consider myself to be creative because I was thinking very much of I can't draw so I'm not creative. And yeah. it's the it, same, it takes, same path. Yeah. yeah, and I too bounced around with, with different um, careers. I worked in digital um, and I worked in travel, and it was, but it was all of those pieces that kind of come together. And yet, my parents built a house. My grandfather was a builder and developer, and and something just happens, and you finally go, "Hang on a minute! All the pieces of the puzzle are there. Why yeah. aren't I doing this?" So it's actually great yeah. to hear someone that's that's kind of similar like like that. Yeah. Um, so I I've been scouring over your website, and I I noticed that. You mentioned you've done some property development before Soul of Jeringong. Was right. that for your clients or was that also flipping properties or what, what did that look like? A bit of both. So we flipped, um, we flipped five of our own houses and two yeah. of them have been developments. So before we bought what is now known as Soul of Jeringong, we bought that property not really knowing what we're going to do with it and it would start on like a 900 square meter block so we developed that meaning we had a five-story um double-story house at the front and yeah. we put in a single level villa at the back and yeah. it was um a really successful development and it really set us up to enable us to do what we've done down here in seoul yeah. but we have done like flip the houses like i said but then we've also worked on clients developments as well so yeah. it's been a real mix of it and yeah we i wouldn't say we've learned you know it's not a, a recipe that everyone can do do this and you're going to be successful but we learned where you need to pay attention where you need to pull back how you make it profitable how you still make a property feel and look amazing so it's not just like you're churning it out yeah um, so yeah I think that is has been a big part of our learning versus just building for living yeah. versus building designing and also making sure it's profitable as well absolutely do you think did have you kind of moved on from that stage or do you think you'll still did you enjoy that or yeah. has it kind of run its course no, it hasn't run its course at all. No, <laughs> I knew you were no, say that. <laughs> no, and that's where I think I'm starting to get itchy feet with it. Yeah. And it's quite interesting. A lot of people don't know this, but where Solar Jeringong is, it was actually the ideal development site. Yeah, it is zoned. Um, it's R three zoning, R two actually. So we actually fought council because this was zoned to be a three story unit block. They did not want to keep the original house on it. Wow. So we actually took off our developer's hat and just said, no, this is about falling in love with this property. This is about restoring it back to its original yeah. beauty. And then on the other side of the block where the cottage now sits, that was meant to be four townhouses. And honestly, we have really, um, we've really juggled going and thought, do we do the developer? Do we just make the money, make the money, make the money? Or do we actually pay homage to this property and this block? And, you know, so we've gone from, we should be doing this for money. No, we should be doing it for the history of the town. Obviously, we didn't develop it. 
which we're so thankful for. But, yeah, I can see definitely on when we've on to the next stage from here, it's definitely about building our forever home if that actually ever exists. (laughs) But development's still on the cards because for us, that's the way that we can work for ourselves as clients. Yeah. The way we can really, to me, when we build and design, yes, it's about making money and creating properties, but I just love to show and to share with people how you can make houses feel amazing. Yeah. So the more properties we do and create, the more people I can share that with and shift their mindset from it's not just about how it looks, it's about how you feel in the space. And that, to me, is the beauty of, like, if someone was to say, what is it that you that I'm really talented at without, you know, sounding like I'm full of myself. Is that You're, what I can you do? are allowed to toot your own horn. I think <laughs> we need to do more of it. Exactly. But that's yeah. what I go, you know what, I'm not here to make it look like magazine stylish yeah. and Insta-worthy. I actually really despise that because I'm like it's setting yes. people up that you've got to walk into your house and it's picture perfect. Like we had someone turn up yesterday and go, oh, oh I would hate to have you at my house because it's not, Perfect. I said, have a look around. My house is like a bombs hit it with four yeah. kids homeschooling. <laughs> exactly. But that's what I that's what I'm really passionate about is people understanding if it's your own home, if it's built, if it's holiday properties, no matter what it is, you want to nail the feeling of the space. So for me, that kind of going back into development, if that happens, that just gives us an um, basically an avenue to showcase that to more people. And I think that helps you, I mean, you need something to stand out from the crowd if you're going to be selling anything. And yeah. there's a lot of, ta- you know, I'm definitely interested in pursuing that at some stage when we're able to. I mean, we were going to flip the house that we're living in now, but that didn't happen. We're still renovating yeah. four years later. Um, <laughs> and we like, we just love the spots. So I'm not sure how we'll make that happen, but we will. But um, yeah. there's a lot of talk in in terms of flipping and, and whatnot about using a template and using the same materials and this and that. And I just, I understand the left brain aspect of that. You know, it makes mm-hmm. sense financially. It makes sense to not be constantly asking questions, but I really believe you've got to tap into the specific property. Every property has its own personality. Every piece of land has its own history. And I think if you ignore that, then people won't feel that. They will just feel, oh, this is a nice house, but it doesn't have that. There's something that you can bring to a space that you can't see. It's not tangible. It's just a feeling that you get, which is exactly what you're talking about. So I think that makes sense. But how did you make that decision when it's, you know, you obviously could have made a lot of money off with your developer hat on with Soul of Jeremiah. Yeah. How did you make that call? Was that, you know, obviously there would have been a a matter of looking at the logistics and the numbers, but was it largely down to intuition? Yeah, it was definitely down to intuition. And we don't even know now, looking back, going, how did we actually just make that jump? How did we just go, like, you know, we just jumped off the cliff and went, yeah. let's just do it. Like um, a good friend of mine, Lisa Messenger, in her book, like she's always like, jump off the cliff. If you can face the worst case scenario, then work backwards. If you can cope with that, do it. So in our head, we were just like, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen if we create this amazing holiday property and no one comes? 
what's the worst thing? We're like, okay, worst thing is we sell it. We on sell it to someone as a holiday property. Not what we want to do. Definitely wasn't the financial thing, but we're like, okay, that's actually not that bad. And for us, I think we just got to such a um, place where we had just been going and going and going and we were just on this treadmill. And I think it was just the physical move out of Sydney to do it. We needed a challenge because if it was boring, we'd be out before you could, you know, say boo. But it was just, I don't know, it was just something, it was completely just a gut decision and we're like, let's just do it. And then I remember halfway through the project and just it was like, when it was really down to the styling and the furnishings of everything. And it was like, am I going to just like half-heartedly do this or am I going to go all the way? And I just yeah. went, I've just got to go with the whole, just go completely with exactly what I want because I believe so strongly that the way I want to feel in this holiday property and I'd created it from all our travels because we're really big on traveling yeah. um, before and after kids. And I was like, basically took little chunks from all the places that we loved, from Bali to Byron to holiday houses to hotels, resorts, and went, let's just put it all into a property that we can do with the way that we create them, do it a different way that we've seen really in the Australian holiday property market and just see what happens. And that was it. Worst case scenario, sell the property. Best case scenario, people are going to love it. So, you know, thankful for us. It was a massive positive thing from... um, I, I just feel so blessed that we've been able to restore this property back to its former glory. I don't, Absolutely. you know, I don't even know what it is. Um, me personally, I had never been in love with old houses. Ben had. Yeah. It always been on his bucket list to do up an old house. It was kind of like, okay, your turn, bucket list. And then, I don't know, there's just some magic in these houses when you bring them back to life. Yeah. That, and that's where the name Soul of Jerringbourne came from because it was like this house just has so much soul in it. Yeah, we just got to bring it in. So yeah, it's um, it was just it was definitely just a gut decision, and we threw our finances, you know, safe plan out the window and just went, let's just go for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree with the the cliff jumping. That's pretty much what I've done. Um, I went back to my old job, you know, working for the government, which is great, you know, stable yeah. and whatnot. Um after having my second maternity leave <clears throat> and I just couldn't, I just couldn't yeah. do it anymore. And every day, and it makes a big difference who you work with, you know, it can yeah. kind of make it bearable, but when that changed and the environment changed and just going into the city and all the concrete and everyone wears dark colors and <laughs> No one looks at each other. No one's smiling. Everyone's just kind of hating life. Mm. And then going yeah. to this office, which, you know, obviously there's not a big fancy budget for office spaces with yeah. government. And it's just bland cubicles. Mm. And I'm, I don't know, I think everybody's sensitive to this, but I'm particularly sensitive to that kind of thing. And I'm like, I just, I can't do this anymore. So mm. I just quit. And now I'm yeah. studying. And I'm hoping that so it's really good to hear how that works out. But obviously um, Soul of Jeringong has been a massive success. So you were clearly correct in following your gut instincts on that. But I'm curious um, 
How did you manage to, I mean, you learning now that you have a marketing background, that obviously is a huge help in that. Yeah. Um, but how did you manage to get such a huge following and get booked out? And I'm also curious about what you considered in terms of the customer journey. Mm, yeah. How you brought that in. Yeah. So to answer the first part of the question, I, I do come from a marketing background. But at the same time, because I was like, oh, maybe this will work, maybe it won't, I didn't really go, okay, here's the strategy, here's yeah. what I'm going to do. I actually didn't do any of that. Instead, I was just like, I'm going to share my journey. And honestly, it was more for me than yeah. anybody else. And then it's like, and it started off with me sharing photos of my kids running around in the yard. It definitely wasn't about building this holiday property. And then I just started to really enjoy it for myself, not because I was actually trying to grow a brand or a business at that point. Yeah. And then as interest started to come in it, then I was like, okay, actually, I'm going to put my business hat on now. Yeah. And people want to know the journey of what we're creating. They want to know what we're doing. So I started to share that. But I not only was sharing like the build, the design, who we were, I was more sharing about the feeling they were going to have when they arrived at the property, when it was finished. Yeah. And by this stage, people didn't even know really what I was creating. There was a little bit of, what is she all about? What is the property? Um, and I was really targeting like people from Sydney, like me, who is busy in Sydney, drive you know, an hour, just over an hour south of Sydney. You can be here looking at the beaches, the area. So I was really selling the lifestyle. Yeah. And then as the property came together and it, you know, had that wow factor and people were falling in love with the interiors, then people were just jumping on board. We had no sponsorship. We had no collaborations. Honestly, I wasn't even in that space thinking about it and probably I was quite naive to it as well in hindsight. I'm like, hmm, could have saved us some dollars there. But I think that was also the beauty of it. I was just going to say that's the yeah, idea, I, I wasn't. I wasn't aligned with anything or anyone. Yeah. I did strategically pick brands when it came to um, the finishes and furniture yep. that had bigger followings yes. and not just they had a big following, but I knew that their followers were going to be um, my followers as well. So that was yes. definitely a big approach. Yep. And the beauty of it was that Instagram, the algorithm hadn't, Yes. Um, you know, wasn't what it is today. So it was actually really easy to get followers. And again, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, I need 10,000, I need this. It just yes. happened. So then by the time we actually opened the booking system, I think it was around August, and the property didn't open till November, we just had bookings coming through the door. And I was like, wow. Oh, I actually wasn't ready for it. I was like, oh, okay. Like, it just actually blew me away. Yeah. Then when we did open, it was Melbourne Cup Day because I remember it very clearly. We had a big <laughs> event here with 80 local ladies. We had trades here, like, literally the minute they arrived. We were not on schedule. Wow. Well. So we had trades running around. They all came. And then it just, it was just like it just spread. And we literally booked out 12 months in advance. So I can't, I think it's definitely sharing of the journey. Yeah, very authentic with it, but it was also very much about connecting with people. With our, it was the reason we left was we were so busy on this treadmill, and I could really relate to that. So connecting with the way people were just wanting an escapism. Also, Jerangong is so close to Sydney, so it was that connection, and then using the power of the brands and the marketing. Yeah. You know, we brought in some influencers right at the beginning. I hate that word, but 
it was part of it, but it was very strategic. Well, I wouldn't say strategic, but I was very much after people who were authentic yeah. and real. And it wasn't even about really the following there. I was more like, you know, like I mentioned before, Lisa Messenger. Yeah. I loved her. Yeah. Never, I had never met her. She came and stayed. And then now we're really good friends. So it was wow. all those connections yeah. Yeah. that I've made. And, you know, um, Catherine from the stables. We like lived in the same Love area that. and also yeah. yeah knew each other. And Catherine actually came down and helped me start the property right at the wow. end, so I was completely burnt out. Yeah, but and she came down, put it together with me. She like anytime she comes, you know, all her people are so loyal. And there's a crossover, but I just it, I kind of just threw all marketing plan strategies out the window and just let the property do its thing and just yeah. really share what I believe is the beauty of the property. So honestly, I think it was just about being really authentic during the process and attracting those like-minded people here and yeah. like-minded people who were after what I wanted in a holiday property, which is stylish, relaxed, coastal accommodation. Those yeah. were the three things. So yeah, Absolutely. about telling the story. That makes total sense. So yeah. it seems like a completely natural transition then that you've now opened up a digital offering with um, your course teaching other holiday property property owners. Do you want to just describe a little bit about what yeah. that is and then I'll jump yeah. in? So Soul Home, well, initially it started off as a platform for HPOs, which is the nickname mm -hmm. for holiday property owners. Yeah. Um, and it's a place where people could learn, connect and be inspired together. And it was born basically out of when we opened the doors and everyone could see how successful it was. Um, I was getting inundated with people. Can you help me? How did you do this? Did, yeah. did, did. And I'm just a natural oversharer and I just want to help everyone. So I was like not doing any of my real work. And I'm like, of course I can help you do this. And that's when Ben and I started to work with a PR company at that time was like, you really need to create something where you can share it with everyone and yeah. not have to just spend your time dedicated for these people when really I should be off doing my paid clients. But yeah. so that's where it came about because I honestly, I just want to help people. When we first started, like I've said, we knew everything about design, building, styling. I had no idea about setting up a holiday property. And I honestly just thought I could go to Mr. Google and I'd find all my little answers and I could just tweak it and there it would come. And I yeah. was so surprised. There was nothing besides a couple of like, here's your master checklist. At that point, nothing existed. Yeah. So I was like, if I can stay, like, you know, I made some really costly mistakes, you know, not just money, but time. I made some amazing, you know, with the success of it. So I was like, if I can share that and that helps one person, that's job well done. So that was yeah. um, how Soul Home came about. It's now transitioned. So we've got the how-to guide for holiday property owners, which we've just reopened, which is amazing. And then as part of that, we've got the HPO community, which yeah. is such a gorgeous, nurturing, supporting place where holiday property owners from all across um, Australia, and now we've got quite a few from across the globe, we go in there, we support each other. There's no competition. We're all there being each other's biggest supporters. Yeah. It has been amazing having that, even just as the um, creator of it, but being part of it, because in this industry, there really isn't anywhere to turn to yeah. for that bit of help and support. So that's all been going along really well. But then I was like, my true passion is design and build yeah. and styling. And that incorporates into this HPO world 100%. 
But in that guide, I just touch on styling and design because it's not, that's only one tiny, tiny part of running a successful holiday property business. Yeah. So I've just um, finished all the content for our how-to guide for styling made easy and I'm halfway through the how-to guides we've got to how to design your home and another how-to guide doesn't teach you how to build but it teaches you how to work with your builder. So Soul Home is transitioning into a place where um, you come for online education to be inspired and to connect with others but it's really exciting now that it's going from holiday property world as well as styling build and design so for me it's now organically that my four loves are all coming together and it sits under this platform where I can help as many people that want to jump on but at the same time being really conscious that I'm not um, burning myself out by helping yeah. others and basically my cup was getting you know very much not filled by filling up other people. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited um, about this. So, yeah. Absolutely. No, that, that's awesome. Um, just on that that burnout, I did see um, a post that you made recently about yeah. the ups and downs and, you, you know, I've had similar situations I've had anxiety for pretty much my whole life and it's only been the last 18 months that I've really been able to dig in and and make a lot of progress with that and and, and don't really have that much anymore thank goodness but you know it is hard when you've got little kids I mean I've got two boys you have four that's <laughs> twice the amount of work and I know that you know I'm I find it really hard to have balance and I have so many ideas and ambitions and I just get in this zone of you know I'll sit down at the computer and and I won't even take lunch properly and I'm and everybody's talking about this isolation period and how oh you know you should be doing your exercise and this and that I haven't done yoga for six weeks I haven't been yeah. doing meditation I've been behind on my schoolwork I've been working on my first real project and so I'm just like go 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 and I get I have a ridiculously high standard for myself which I can never attain and I get burnt out really easily so yeah. and I love that you you brought that up and you know because it can really easily look like you've got all of these successful things and it just comes easily and then other people see that and think but I'm finding this hard mm. so are you open to kind of touching on what it was that triggered the the overwhelm and, and what you're doing to yeah. define yeah. that balance? Because I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, you know what? I hate the word balance because yeah. as a mother of four boys who've got three businesses, it just does not exist. Yeah. And that was a big struggle for me, like you mentioned, you know, perfectionism I am yeah. definitely I think in the last 12 months I've come down a notch yeah. but I am just a go 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 person and it's coming into touch with that balance for me means I sometimes am working around the clock and I am staying up to one o'clock in the morning and getting up at five because I've got to get something done mm. so then I'm going to neglect exercise my sleep my kids my husband work what like that to me that is balance because I'm like yeah. all in 
or I'm not in. So I'm like the pendulum. I'm up here. Oh, me too. Yeah. Or I'm down here. So yeah. it took me a long time to go, you know what, just because that's not okay for someone else who will go and sit there and do yoga and meditate and that's going to give them balance in their life, I can't do that and yeah. I don't think I actually personally want to do that. Yeah. So to me, balance is getting one thing, yeah. focusing on it and doing that job really well finishing it, moving on to the next thing. So that is the way I have, in a perfect world, work yeah. with balance. As yeah. you said, right now with COVID-19, that is completely out the window. Yeah. And like you said, everyone's all about this slow and this time. Yeah. We're so with our children. And we're baking watching, bread. <laughs> oh, I'm like, if one more person tells me, I'm just like, I'm like, that's amazing for you, but I'm like, I'm the busiest the yep. most hectic I've ever been <laughs> in my life when this was not part of my plan and I'm like just you know what so just roll with it yeah and I did have definitely at the beginning of you know when all this came with COVID stuff I did very much just go to autopilot of my anxiety came into play yeah. big time of oh my god like how are we going to do this and this and this mm-hmm. and this and I just went no just stop it's because completely you know natural. yeah yeah, and like the whole world, I kept saying to Ben, whole world's going down. So if we go down, we're all going down together. And for yeah. me, that actually brought me calmness. Me too. That. I, and I was so like, thought, yeah. yeah, I was like, say it was the accommodation industry going yeah. down, I'd be like, okay, we're in trouble. Or if it's the building industry going down, or if it's Australia, I don't know. I just found um, comfort in that. And then I think for me, big thing that I've worked through and that post that you're referring to, I think that's where that came from because I'm a person who definitely has struggled, like I think back to high school years all the way to now, of I compare myself to others. Big Me too. Time. Yeah. I will be really in a good place and really comfortable with who I am, what I'm doing. And then something will just trigger me mm. and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, no, they're, they're doing what I'm doing or, oh, my God, they did it better than me or, oh, yeah. like, I just go into this blur place and then that's when really in the last, even I broke it down to the last three months before yeah. um, the whole isolation happened, I just started to go, you know what, I am me. What I do is how I do it and I love what I do and I love why I do it. Yeah. So it's okay that this is who I am. And other people do it that way and that's what I love about them. So for me, something just, I had a real big shift internally to just go, you know what, this is me. You know, like me, lump me, whatever it is. And then I just, I don't know, I just shifted to go, yeah, I'm really, really happy with who I am, what I'm doing. I'm no longer putting these like, I have to be the best. I've got to, you know, I've got to be here, here, here. I'm like, you know what, if I do it, and I can help one person, yeah. that was always my purpose. And going back to, like, the reason I started Soul Home, I, I think I selfishly started that because I know, for me, filling my cup up, my mental health being on track really has to do, I just love to help people, and I believe that is my true purpose. So yeah. for me, designing and working with clients, I can help them, but I can only help a really few amount of people in that so by creating soul home as a business then that's kind of where the shift happened from was no no 
I don't want this just all to be about success and business. I was like, because that's not actually what I'm about. I just want yeah. everybody to just love what they do and just feel good every day. Even if it's a five seconds, that's it. It's all yeah. you need every day. Don't be like, you've got to have half an hour, an hour. I'm like, that to me just straight away is like, I'm going to fail. So I just feel like if I can share things that light me up, lessons I've learnt, to be the good, the bad and the in-between, be it for business, personal, then like how amazing is that? And that's with the post I put out, which just if your listeners haven't heard, was about me being on this journey and how I don't really share to people that what our home is because we actually don't have a home and, you know, it's been a bit of a roller coaster with the highs and the lows. And I had no, I actually had not planned that post at all. I'd been on that day I'd just been feeling really flat and exhausted yeah. and I jumped onto Instagram, um, which was just a natural thing, which probably should not, but there was a live on and Edwina Bartholomew was on it and she's a holiday property owner that our paths across and she was just being really real and authentic, completely different topic, but I just came off it like feeling like she had filled my cup up yeah. and then I was just like, you know what, I just feel like I'm ready to just be as you know real and vulnerable as possible because I was like people would look at me out there and think I am successful I'm juggling all this blah 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 and I'm like oh my god if you could see a little bit <laughs> like it is amazing my life is yeah like I pinch myself every day but it's not roses yeah and I thought and I always made a real conscious decision when I started solidarity and gold like three years ago well, actually almost four years now, of putting myself in social media was if I'm going to put myself out there, I do not want to be fake. I do yeah. not want to be known for the perfect world. And I just started to kind of go, oh, I'm only starting to share some perfect things. I've always got a filter on my face. It's oh, I'm building this project, you know, and I just went, it's just time to be real, let it all out, and then I can, I can be okay with it. And then what happened once there was such an overwhelming support from people just like you know some people from you know home is in your heart but get it a building a beautiful building is your foundation and your safety and to me I had all these dms from people saying thank you for putting that out there because you don't realize how much that helped me so yeah. for me that was it I'm like okay amazing that was straight away filled my cup up yeah. my anxiety I don't even think I had anxiety actually about putting it out there because I just knew yeah. I knew it was going to do good with yeah. the world. Yeah. And so that, for me, the way for me to jug, keep this juggle, keep my mental health on track is really about knowing what my true purpose is. Yeah. My true purpose is wanting people to feel amazing but wanting to share and be real and vulnerable. So, yeah, you know. I totally feel the same way. And it's, I think it's, um, it's definitely helpful and it, it helps people to feel... I, I mean, I want to say to trust, but really people will feel safer with yeah. you, you know. I think that mm. just feels more appropriate, that word. But, um, yeah, I definitely think it's a positive. So given all of that stress and looking at holiday property owners, and I have a travel background myself, so I, uh, I'm not in travel anymore, but I definitely know the ups and downs of the industry. Um, and this has got to be the biggest, the biggest one. <laughs> what, 
are you so just actually to put it in context um with a real life example my mum has a um a holiday rental in Blackheath and she's very interested in your course by the way um but they've had no bookings for you know because we've had the fires as well so they had fire come almost to their fence line and thank god you know the fireys up there are amazing and clearly very experienced they didn't lose any homes but people weren't coming during that time and then you've got um you know this COVID-19 thing and who knows how how long that's going to go on for and she was already thinking she loves to renovate as well so she's flips and properties she she's all over it um so she's very much going to focus on that property and she wants to bring the personality out in it and and I think there's such a there is still it seems like everybody has a holiday property um when you look on Instagram but I know for myself when I go to book somewhere it's so uninspiring because everybody has a holiday home that they put their secondhand furniture in and you've got the floral curtains. And I'm like, I don't want to go and stay in a place that's worse than my own house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You go on holidays to feel good if you get there and go, oh, no, it's too good. Yeah. It's yeah. So I, I feel like, and, and you're the expert on this, but I really feel like, Given everything that's happened, it will open up again, and domestic mm. is going to be huge oh, for us, obviously. Boom. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully with New Zealand as well. But I think if it is possible to invest in revamping that property and really mm. energizing it, and and looking at your surrounds and looking at, you know, she's in Blackheath, so why do people come there and, and yeah. what experience are they after? And because they're all, not all of them, the majority are, you know, the 90s kind of cottage yeah. feel. So she's willing to invest in in revamping that. But I think mm. it would be really difficult to trust in that investment for a lot of people and yeah. to know well, where do I spend that money and and what do we do to navigate this? Because a lot of people, well, they might just be out of the game after this or you know how do you pick back up again so what would your advice be yeah first of all plug go and buy my house you guys yes absolutely <laughs> it goes like in the guide seriously it goes through all the different modules and the different stages so you know depending on like learning what your story is and how you're going to create it to actually thinking outside the box of how you can make income not just from accommodation but getting really clear on what the story is of your property, who your target market is, and making yeah. sure you're creating this experience for them and not for you. Yeah. So I'm a big believer that when you're going in to create a holiday property, if you're doing it to make money, it, you've got to go in with business as a business so many people go about it the wrong way where I've got this holiday property and like you said they just throw their secondhand furniture in it but they just put it there and they put it to the side and it would just happen and then they're like why am I getting bookings because it's like anything the more time you give it the more attention yeah the more you're going to take out of it so you know right at the beginning of the module when it's for people who the guide people who are thinking about it it's like is this for a business or is this for you to have a holiday property and just have people on the side because they're two very different yeah. properties 
And that's what I think is going to happen with this current situation because it has been devastating and especially for the people affected by the fires. They took the hit at the biggest um, peak time when they rely on that income, a lot of areas to hold them through to the next year. They lost that. Everyone was just holding on to get to Easter and bang, it all gets taken away. So I think what's going to happen out of this, it's going to be really sad for a lot of holiday property owners who've gone into this with not the right intentions for it, not having, you don't need to be um, wealthy to have a holiday property. And I think that's where a lot of people assume being guests are the people who own this, they're really wealthy, so it doesn't matter where it's like, no, no. People are going to holiday properties these days, um, refinancing against their own home because it's a way to make um, a really good second income where you're not trading time for money. But I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot of holiday properties fall out of the market and they're the properties that are actually pulling the market down in the industry because they give it a bad name. I don't want to say the holiday property. It's all like daggy and hasn't been touched and it's dusty and blah, where then you've got the likes of the properties where they're businesses and you go there and you don't want to leave. So to me, yes, there will be people who leave the market, but they're probably in over their head yeah. and like with any industry, we're going to see a lot of those people fall off. And, you know, I already know quite a few people who that's happening to, but honestly it's been a blessing for them because they've been so stressed and overwhelmed because they haven't had the time and the resources to put yeah. into it. Where to me, my message to all the people in my community is this is a time for you to work on your business, mm-hmm. not in it. You need to really go back to the basics and understand who is your target market? How, what is it that they're coming for for your property? What is in the local area, but what is it that's in your property? Are you, A, does your property meet the expectations you're putting out on social media? Because social media has become like a directory these days for accommodation. I'll go on there to check it out and then I'll go onto their website to look at it. So, so many people are putting their perfect pictures on Instagram and you get there and you're like, okay. So then already that guest experience isn't going to be up to scratch. They're going to be looking for things at your property to complain about where I've always been very conscious with soul and what I um, communicate to people is you want to sell your property, but don't sell the best thing about it because that's, that's what they're coming for. That's for them to come and be like, oh my God, this is even more amazing. Yeah. So to me it's all about people getting really true with their purpose their message making sure their property matches that expectation because holiday properties don't need to be grand they don't need to be luxe you don't need to go and invest a huge amount of money because some of the best holiday properties i've stayed in have been like this gorgeous shack and it's like so amazing because the feeling as you walk in i'm just like and they've been done on such a minimal budget. Yeah. But the story's been told about it yes. and that's what you're expecting when you get there. And so people get really overwhelmed that I don't have the money to do it. And it's like, yeah, you do need to have money behind you to do it because it's like any business. You can't rely on, you know, bookings to always do it. You need to have that surplus behind you, all that backing. But really look at where you need to invest your money to get the biggest bang for it. And a lot of it, even though you know, could be because I'm a designer and a stylist, people want to walk in and they want to feel straight away that feeling and styling is the best way yeah. to achieve that 
And that's where by doing styling in simple ways, you do not have to go and re get rid of everything and style from the beginning. It's simple little things like in a property, you know, putting sheer curtains in and putting a couple of faux plants or whatever it is, it can just bring it to life. So it's about being clear with your message, clear with who your market is, but then make sure when they come there, they just breathe out and they're not going ooh skanky. And to me, now with the holiday market, I think the holiday properties, well, actually don't think, in the last two weeks, we have booked out January like solid because it's yep. all people who had overseas trips yep. and never thought about travelling in Australia. They don't want to go to hotels. They want to know, A, what our cleanliness standard is and they also want to know they can come in and do their own cleaning and they don't want to gather in hotel lobbies, yep. pools with other groups because they want to make sure they're doing still their best for social distancing and keeping their family and friends in a safe environment. Yeah. So holiday properties are going to, and this is what I said right at the beginning, we are going to boom. We have to hold on because Absolutely. it is so tight and it is a rocky road. Yeah. But if we can get to the end of it, we are going, we are sitting wherever in an industry where we're about to get put on the map. So that's what I'm saying, guys, get ready for it because it is coming and when it comes, it's going to come fast because I know that when we're out of this, I am dying to go away Me with too. your friends and get out of this male-dominated <laughs> like, family who I love. But I'm like, yeah. I'm just booking. I'm like, okay, that group of friends, sisters, let's all go away. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like it's, it's a high-risk industry because, yeah, like we've seen bushfires, COVID, it's just taken, you know, yeah. complete. No one saw it back the other industries, but it also higher the risk. You know, it's yes. on the upside. Yeah. We're going to make that back, you know, over and over. Yeah. So it's just, and that's what I think this will clean up the holiday property industry. I'm excited. Time. I'm not, not, not excited about, you know, what's going on. It's awful. But on the flip side, there's so much opportunity. If you can do it right, I think that's exciting. Um, the opportunities um, that are going to come. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping Mum can um, get her yeah. rent done quickly and then work on. <laughs> I can have somewhere nice to go and stay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Oh my goodness, I would love to. <laughs> so just before we wrap up, the pause is mm. your new project, and I saw on stories you're filming, which is exciting. I, I love watching those series, and I hope they're long episodes because I love to binge them. But can, <laughs> what's going on with what's the pause? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I laugh because the name, the pause, I was like, I've jinxed the whole world. <laughs> the that was perfect. Oh, well, because I came up with this name like oh, the end of last year before COVID was even, yeah. we thought about it. And a few people said, no, I don't like that name. It sounds like a dog. Like maybe what? we're a dog. Oh. The pause? Oh, okay. Pause on a dog. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I went, oh, you're right. But I went, no, no, because no, it again, it was, about, it was about my mental health at that time yes. going, I want a place where I can just go and pause. I can escape from my everyday life. Yep. And that is where you come to the pause. Yep. So now we find ourselves building the pause in the pause. Yes. <laughs> it's so <laughs> ironic. But, um, yeah, so it's um, a new holiday property. And 
it is a sponsored video series. It was yep. always something on my bucket list. Like Ben had the bucket list of building. Yeah, an old I would love to do that too. And I'm like, I was like, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to create the series where I can share that little bit more yeah. with everyone? You know, we are not people who are comfortable in front of the camera. And yep. um, I'm probably a little bit more than Ben, hence we've named him or nicknamed him hashtag camera shy builder (laughs) frozen and I went you know what again back to that whole real and vulnerable let's have fun with it because I know like everyone who watches it will fall in love with him because he's just got that magic about him um but yeah so we've got um CSR on as our naming sponsors and we've got so many um well-known Australian brands in from building to design to the holiday property industries and the purpose of it is to share about how you create a holiday property from scratch, but it's also to share about the real side of building design and styling. So it's not perfect world yeah. at all yeah. um, because that's people, again, trying to share with people was people go, you know, building and renovating is the most um, stressful thing you'll do, you know, outside death and divorce. And I'm like, I hate that because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, things don't go to plan, but, nothing else does as well and you still enjoy the journey so I'm like I'm wanting to share that building what you do and creating it it doesn't go to plan and yeah there are stressful moments but you need to enjoy that journey to getting to that finished product because so often I hear people say oh my god this is the worst thing I've ever done and then they're in their beautiful home but they've got such bad memories about the process and I'm like no it's about embracing those things what I call, you know, that holiday feeling through the journey. And, and being then, agile with the process. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, you know, it's, it's, I'm really excited because as you said, I love watching the online video series. But I just wanted to shift it a bit and really be not like, oh, my God, everything's, you know, not perfect because obviously we are the experts in the field. Yeah. So we need to get it right. But yeah. even with anything, there's always journeys that, about how amazing it's going to be yeah. at the end of it. So, yeah, that's that was the purpose of the series. And then the plan is that, um, you know, when we build or find our forever home, we'll build the forever yeah. house. And then the third one we had um, planned for the year after the forever was the abroad. So oh, creating wow. a holiday yeah. property in Bali, I speak oh, for that's Indonesia. bucket list yeah. thing for me, yeah. So that was the series to do the three. It all basically combines design build style and the holiday property market and for our end goal has always been about creating a lifestyle that we don't need a holiday from and for us that's how we do it so yeah hopefully the series was due to go live um in a few weeks hello COVID-19 again um (laughs) we were because building was classed as essential service we could keep continuing on however all our build projects from Ben's business all paused. Yes. Yep. So we had to get our boys all on this one job. And at one point we didn't know if we'd be able to keep them, um, you know, and they've all got families and mortgages. So it was yep. this whole, what are we going to do? So we also, when we do our developments and projects, we're like them, Ben's yep. building name. And we had to go, we can't do this because we had to get, like at the minute, they're installing plasterboard over there, which they would never, ever do. Yeah. But Ben was like, we can't use all the trades that we usually would because he needs to keep his guys in work yes. yeah. and just monitor the amount of people on site. So yeah. the series slowed down. Um, the brands have all been amazing, which is great. We will be doing 
a bit of a the bedrooms will be finished whilst it's still very much a construction site. We've yeah. got <laughs> some products launching that the brands needed it done by. Yeah. But um yeah, hopefully be out by the end of June. So yeah. But that that would be funny to see those wider shots yeah. with the house, you know, and that's like well even not going into too much detail, but we're about to film our intro series, you know, where everyone's usually quite yeah. or perfect world. And then I went, you know what, why don't we actually have a tiny little intro of, you know, whatever it is, but start with the bloopers to be like, so then we set the expectation and already got the tone in it. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be um, exciting to see how it all comes together in the end. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to watching it. And yeah. I love everything that, that you've talked about and that you're trying to bring out in people. I think for me... I'm learning building design and I, I want to go on and finish my interior design um, certification as well. Eventually that'll probably take me 10 years, but yeah. what I really want to be able to bring to places is, I mean, sustainability is really important and that's something mm. I want to look at, but more so for me is the mental health aspect in creating spaces that people can come home and relax in, especially since having kids like the bathroom for me, yeah. just having a space where I can have a little, I suddenly appreciated scented candles. <laughs> I never used to my candles. No. And now I'm like, oh, this is my zone. So I'm like, I'm obsessed with, I want to create bathrooms that are a sanctuary and the whole home and, and the connection with nature. So everything that you're talking about just makes yeah. sense to me. So yeah. it's been oh, wonderful amazing. chatting with you. Oh, and I'm really you. excited. I'm excited for the months to come when all of this craziness yeah. is gone and, and everything can boom and, and your series is launched. So Yeah, thank it's you exciting. So thank you. It's been really enjoyable having a chat to you and um yeah, stay in touch. I'll do it. Today's episode with Simone. You can find her at soulhome.com.au where you'll find an online how to guide for holiday property owners. Um, it's also online education for building, design, styling, and holiday properties. You can also find her on Instagram. She's at soulhomeausaus, and you can also find the accounts for Soul of Jeringong and The Paws. And stay tuned for her YouTube series, which is coming out very soon. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Architectural Alchemy. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any recommendations for guests or if you would like to be a guest, please hit me up on DM. And if you have receive value from this episode I'd be so grateful if you could provide a rating and a review it really helps us to get found and more people get to see us also if you know anyone who would like or benefit from the content please let them know about us and I'll see you next week